Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. On this episode, I sat down with the one and only Toronto Dave. You can follow Dave on Twitter at TorontoFF8. I had a great conversation with Dave, talking about playing Dynasty Fantasy Football for the first time, what kind of chicken wings he likes, being a part of the fantasy football community, watching Red Zone all day on Sunday, liking basketball more than we thought he did, being an NFL and fantasy football fan in Canada, and a whole lot more. Dave doesn't put out content, but again, follow him at torontoff 8 on Twitter slash X to talk fantasy football because he's all about that life. You can follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. Content from me coming out soon with South Harmon FF and Roto Baller. And if you haven't heard, after 13 years, I quit my job and I'm trying to put out content full time. So hopefully y'all will stay with me during this journey and continue the support because it means so much to me. It's a very scary time for me, but to have all of you just having my back and kind of making me feel a little less nervous, I appreciate that so much. One last bit of business, Get Real with Casey Kasem is a finalist for the second year in a row for a Fantasy Sports Writers Association podcasting award. Two years in a row, that's just wow. Thank you so much for all the support. Again, I know I'm going on and on about the support, but I really appreciate all of you. And now, check out this conversation I had with Toronto Dave on Get Real with Casey Kasem. live toronto dave is live that's an exciting thing to say dave how are you doing i'm excellent and i'm alive that's that's great news <laughs> that's great news but i'm very happy that you could join us today for this this journey into the world of toronto dave you guys and gals out there may know toronto dave from twitter x or whatever you want to call it nowadays but we'll get to know him a little bit more as we're going through this episode i'm back i went out of the country i was in africa now we're here toronto dave gets to be my guest on this wonderful journey back to the house so we're here and dave just look for everybody out there that's listening maybe they don't know who you are can you just kind of give a little bit about your fantasy football background and kind of what you're about when it comes to interacting with people and where you like to hang out. Yeah. So for fantasy football, um, I guess I'll just skip to jumping in Twitter at the beginning of COVID. I'm sure that's like a very, very common theme. Um, people either ramp going brand new or they ramp up their activity, but yeah, so I got into Twitter with all that not knowing what the hell it was. Um, I felt it's funny looking back now, I feel like small back then, but the thing is that's not the case how I feel now, if I were in that position back then, but that's how I felt back then, like kind of small, you know, but not in terms of followers, just, I guess in the, I don't know, but uh, I would follow as many people as I possibly could. Um, trying to get the timeline right, but get my thoughts organized. Yeah, so kept progressing in there. I remember when I changed my name. I can't even remember what it was before, but that was a big deal. Like, I'm going to be in the community now, so I'm going to change my name with fantasy football in it or FF or whatever. And I would think people were like famous if they had a couple thousand followers, like legitimately famous, big time. I I was in awe, like scared to interact, but then some really big accounts would interact um, here and there. But then how it progressed from there was, uh, so I met a really good group of friends that were all friends for a few years now. called the happy hour crew because what happened was this guy john shout out john he uh created this group or called happy hour he'd put a a a link for people to come hang out face to face just just to hang out so it was a bunch of random collection of people who'd come i came in there the group would filter down in and out 
to what it is today. And then it kind of just stuck for a, a big core of us for years now. And we talk every day in a big group chat. Um, it's phenomenal. So that's my main, main home, I guess I would say. Is yeah. that good? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so my, what I like, well, how I see myself now, I guess, or not see myself, it's how I operate is I like to consume content. I'm not mm-hmm. a creator per se, although the word creates very open, um, but I'm not on a platform. I'm not trying to give advice to people. I just talk. I like to learn. That's what I like. Yeah. I like to learn. And there's so many amazing people that are love to teach. So I just try to consume content and uh, I think that gives me a, takes the the edge off if I'm interacting with people in this space because there's no politics involved. I'm not coming at it with an angle. Right. I'm not like so many people aren't coming with a particular angle, but the fact that I'm not even trying to network or anything, I have no, no goal just to be. So I think it's a good foundation for relationships with analysts and or content creators and myself, because there's no pressure. There's no nothing. It's just, I'm here to enjoy. I'm not here to get something from you. And right. I think, yeah, yeah. So that's how I am. I like to consume content and just learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very long winded. No, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> Join the club. That's why I started a podcast like this. So somebody else could be long winded. I'm yeah, I'm the worst. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you're, you're so authentic, I think because of that angle of not coming from a, I'm not saying people are not themselves, but I can tell that you're your true self just by meeting you, interacting with you, like right off the bat, you know, so that's awesome because you see you interact in chats and see you interact when, you know, live streams are happening and things like that. And it's, you know, I'm always watching, I'll be watching a live stream and then something will come up. Toronto Dave said this or Toronto Dave asked this or, you know, and so it's really awesome to see how you've become a part of the community, you know? I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's like a, a two way street. It's, it's like a, I watch content, but I'm enjoying the content at the same time. So it's not like it's a, it's both. And I, I like the, how the puzzles fit. Yes. I, I agree with you on that. And, you know, we brought up or you brought up just like the community in general, we're talking about the community, but before the fantasy football thing, before you were involved in Twitter and, and all of the Hey y'all, I guess this is as good of a time as any to go ahead and put an ad in. An ad? What are those? I don't I don't do ads. Sorry. But uh, I kind of got to promote myself here. Down in the show notes, you'll see a link to my Mercari store. That's right, I'm selling on Mercari again, and I got a lot of really rad stuff. So if you see anything on there that you like, shoot me a message if you want to make a deal. Especially if you're a listener of this show, just let me know you listen. I'll give you a deal. Anyway, check that out. It really supports the show, and it really supports me in this time where I'm trying to get my life together, you know? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And you don't know how much I appreciate you. So go check that out. Help support the show, and we'll get back into this episode with Toronto Dave. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Not for StreamYard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my Wi-Fi has been so awesome for months, and I was like, yes. And then it decided that it didn't want to work anymore, so. That's what happened, and I'm very sorry. Yeah, yeah, no problem. My, my Wi-Fi comes in and out, too, so. And, you know, I used to plug it in. I used to, you know, I had a big, long Ethernet. I was like, but it's so much work to have to go all the way downstairs to plug that thing in every single time, and it's annoying, and I'm just like, whatever. So, <laughs> all good. I do edit more than I say I do. I like to joke that I don't edit these things, but when stuff like that happens, I definitely go in and cut that stuff out. So I don't yeah. even remember what I was saying. 
Um, oh, did you like football prior to fantasy football? Uh, good question. Yes, I did. My first thought was Peyton Manning. That's who I liked. And uh, Calvin Johnson back in the day. But I wasn't so into football. My mind was so au- occupied with other sports like hockey, baseball, whatever. So I was into football, but didn't have so much space for it that I do now. So I did like football, but as an ancillary sport, not at the forefront. It was hockey was the, with the and then and baseball were my two. But now it's all shifted to football. Like if there's a pie, like ninety five percent of it's NFL or and uh, the other the other sports are smaller now because when you have it's hard for me to have space for so much information across all the sports. So if I'm dedicated to football, I don't have the space or for, for everything else. So it kind of, yeah, that's how it transformed. Well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Do you have a team that you follow or that you're a big fan of, or are you kind of spread out over all the different teams or how does that work for you? Yeah. So I do have a team, Buffalo bills, bills mafia. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not a diehard, like crazy passionate, been a fan since I was a little kid. My whole family has been a fan. It's not like that. Although my dad does like the Bills and the Cowboys, but um, yeah, Bills are my team. Not like a crazy diehard passionate fan, but yeah, absolutely, I support them. They're my team. Seen a handful of games, but um, Buffalo's only like a couple hours for me, so I've been to a few games. So your Toronto day, if everybody can get that, we've already talked, established that. So yes, when you say you're a few hours away, being a Canada fan, a fan of not just of Canada, but of football, being a fan of American football, like how does that work for you? I know you're a few hours away from, you know, being the bills and everything, but uh, how does being a fan in Canada work out? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like the same. The major, the main difference is I don't think I get a lot of the same sports talk shows as you all get. So I think the analysis or whatever throughout the day could be different. But I, I get the I have the NFL Network, so I watch NFL Live and Total Access, and that's that's where I get it. But like some of the ESPN stuff is different. But um, I'm trying to think how it would. It's that would be the main difference. Like I. I watch a lot of games, watch the NFL network a lot. Um, so I think the, the big difference is the talk around it on ESPN versus here would be different unless the NFL network. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. I'm, I'm going to ask a little bit more about fantasy in Canada. So do you see Canada as being a fantasy football kind of area where it's, starting to take over like it does in the States or how, how is that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's, it's big here. Fantasy sports is big here. hundred um, percent. And it is getting bigger for sure, but it's the States is a different animal um, <laughs> just with, yeah. with how much sports is in the culture. Um, sports is a big part of the culture here too, but it's not. Um, sorry. I lost my train of thought. What, what were what were we talking? Oh gosh, now I lost my train. Of, whenever somebody says they lost their train yeah, of thought, yeah. I immediately lose my train of thought. So you're talking okay. about we're talking about let's rewind it. Do do do. We're talking about yeah. Canada and the U.S. Ah. and the U.S. Yeah, being yeah, it is popular here and it is getting more popular here, but it, uh, not like the states. It, it'd be proportional to the culture. Yeah, the same wave and the same like aspects or whatever but it's just on a lower scale but it is it is definitely getting way more popular and stuff like that but in the states like anywhere people would know like at at the hotel or like wait staff or like it's such everybody knows oh i play oh my wife plays my husband plays whatever and here it's like hit or miss um a friend of a friend may play the type of thing or they put like it's but yeah, definitely. It is popular here and it's getting more popular, 100%. Okay, so growing up, were you into sports? Did you play sports, watch a lot? I know we were talking about the fandom and everything, but how was growing up with your relationship in sports? 
Yeah, so I was uh I played hockey and baseball. Um I don't I'm trying to think competitively is the term. Not like the highest end, so not that, but organized in that I was a part of a team in a league and stuff like that. So I played hockey was a a huge huge one. Um it got to a point for I guess a lot a large part of my playing career five, 10 years, however long I was on the ice three to four times a week, like almost every other day practicing or a game. So that was intense. And then in the summer was baseball, which was a similar level, maybe a little less and much less intense and much less costly (laughs) and all those things. So I I did, I was pretty active in, in, in sports because those two, I, I played, organized I guess so those were those were that and then growing up like as a in my childhood it was the Leafs the Toronto Maple Leafs the hockey team that was dominated a a big part of my childhood the the Blue Jays were were a big part too but the Leafs was a big front and center um wasn't into basketball at all I think it's the region because I'm in hockey and and baseball i didn't have room for basketball i guess i did but (laughs) it's so much as it is and uh, yeah i that hockey and baseball yeah hockey and baseball so do you have a favorite player of all time of all sports is there like one guy that you can think Mm. of that is number one kobe's probably up there okay like Kobe Bryant for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, basketball's not even. I didn't. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought <laughs> I pushed it to the side, but. But there you go. But you can he, you can spot yeah. greatness. So I see it. I see it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I dislike basketball, and I actually yeah. like it quite a bit now. It was just didn't have this. The, it wasn't at the forefront, so I, it would be on. And and Kobe, I would say it was Kobe and Peyton Manning was. I, th- I brought him up. I think for football, hockey, Joe Sakic. He was a the original that I liked. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. The hockey talk. See, I I don't want to be like, Oh, stereotypically you're from Canada. So you're supposed to like hockey. Right. But (laughs) no, I I do. I was very, very into it growing up pretty competitively. Uh, Played. I I was very, I was very much into it and still am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That, that's awesome that you're so well-versed in so many sports. So playing fantasy football, how did you stumble across that beast? Good question. I think it was just like a a, a natural included element of our friend group. Like it was just my, my main friend group from high school. I think it started in then. Um we all like sports and it just kind of naturally came together. I don't think it was like, it didn't, doesn't feel like such a distinct decision collectively before fantasy football, now fantasy football, let's all make a decision. It kind of just like happened and don't even know where it started or anything. Yeah. And then you brought up like the whole pandemic happening and getting on Twitter and finding a community there. How did that come about and what was that little journey like yeah so i was always i guess loosely on twitter even back then but not really and then i always took it i get not took it more seriously but i don't like the word serious i I took it more i was more into it into the specifics and and trying my friends they just love to talk shit so that was like (laughs) Fantasy football Perfect. was just a, a medium to talk trash. And but me, I, I like the aspects of it. I liked it. There was like strategy and and taking risks here and there, or whatever. There's there's so many psychology, there's so many elements. And I just was drawn to it, but I didn't realize how drawn I was to it or how vast it was. And then you just keep going below the surface. So I was I I had a Twitter account that I would be on rarely, but on and then i guess once friends uh 
get on, not get on with their lives, are more busy with their lives. And then the leagues just kind of dissipate, right? So, and then I still wanted to play. And it was kind of like a, not a, a seamless transition because it was just by the time that era of my fantasy football career was wrapping up, my career was wrapping up, it smoothed right into the time where it was taking off on Twitter. And then I was just loving it, interacting with people on Twitter. And then I'm just like, screw it. We're going to hope. Okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers so crossed. <laughs> this is just like, Ah, oh, perfect. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't even know what I was asking you about. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a good, I think it's a good time to transition to something to transition to something else. It was, yeah, it gave so much background about the, yeah. we started with the fantasy football background to where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we All right. Getting into it. We're today good, we're, good to, good to move on. Good to move on. So yeah, with the, so you've been a part of the community for a while and you've been able to do stuff like go to the fantasy football expo, for instance. And I know that a lot of people listening to this have gone and a lot of people listening to this haven't gone. So do you want to kind of share your experience with attending the fantasy football expo? Yeah, I loved it. I love it so much. It's, it's a, I guess it's different from my perspective versus people trying to make it more in the industry type of thing, but it was just such a happy, joyous experience for me. Uh, I just, it's just so happy. It's such a good time. Like I, 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 I like seeing, I'm, what's it called? I, I like to be social with so many people. So it's like a perfect, perfect setting for me to just go talk to everybody. And uh, there's a, there's definitely an air of community because we're all there for the same thing. So it's, there's, very little judgment I found. Um, we're just all there. We're all there together, having a good time talking about fantasy football. I mean, that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. It's a perfect little group of just like minds. Like we might not all have the same opinions on players or leagues or any of that stuff, but when we're all together, just kind of enjoying the same thing is it's super dope to see. So it was really nice seeing you there and seeing you interact with people and, you know, oh yeah, you know, I had like Russ Fisher, my homie outhouse over here saying like, you see Dave, Dave's over there. And, you know, it was just like yeah. a lot of fun to be able to interact with you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And likewise, and you did say so, you were on the panel or yeah. one of the panels. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, I try every now and then to get on a panel and hope people will want to listen to me and, yeah, so, people do want to listen to you very much. <laughs> well, I appreciate this, you know, you saying that, but this is a show about you, not about me. We're, we're giving you the, <laughs> the spotlight here. So, yeah, so with the expo, you, you brought up the panels and everything, and, like, just sitting in and watching and listening to panels and, and getting to interact that way, what kind of a feeling do you get from being able to see that in person? Proud of you all proud of everybody on the panels it was really cool to see yeah it was just a lot of things were so new or unfamiliar and a lot of things were changing so i was just trying to get my footing even as a fan trying to where to go to the panels and what to do and what other people are doing and what's my uh plan of attack and stuff like this so it's it was almost like equal parts or there were multiple parts. One was enjoying everything and just seeing people up on the panel is just so cool. And uh, yeah, it was just, it, it was a mix between trying to get my footing and, and being along in the flow of it all versus taking it, taking stuff in what people are saying and what's, what's happening. So, um, but yeah, that's that was even fun. Navigating it's even fun because other people are trying to do the same. Yeah, so we're doing it together, so it's it's we're all learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How to, how, yeah. And it can be overwhelming for people. It can be a, a bit much, especially if you think about it before you've actually gone. It can seem like it might be overwhelming, but how did you go into it? What was your mindset going into it? Uh, great question. What was my mindset going into it? Um, so I, I've been there twice. Um, the first time I went, uh, my mental state was uh, different than it is now. So I was so focused on the logistics of it all, which I still get a lot of anxiety over logistics. That's a that's a thing, I guess, an anxiety provocation for me. But I was just so focused on tra- on, on uh, traveling and staying and and kind of making sure I'm all right. Like it's not, it wasn't such a, the expo itself was one thing, but it was all of it. So it was the, I guess the anxiety for that was the logistics part. So it wasn't so much the social aspects of it all because I like talking to people. Yeah. So the, so it's so funny, like anxiety is present, but what causes the anxiety for me at the expo didn't feel the same as everybody else per se, like seeing big groups of people talking and, and having fun. I love it. I love it so much. That's my element, so to speak, even though sometimes I'll shut down or whatever, but that seemed like a big, uh, big thing that made people anxious was just being in the crowds and not knowing what to do and stuff. But that part is, I find it exciting. It's very, it's anxiety provoking, but I found it very exciting and thrilling. So I feel like I had that aspect going for me in terms of making it more manageable, the social side of it. Um, mindset. So that, that was the first, uh, my first time was the second year of it. So that was my mindset. Just, it was just the anxiety over the logistics and just kind of excited to go. I was just proud of myself for going. Um, A lot of things that kind of weren't directly in the expo itself. So it was like a lot of things around it. Um, Last year or this past year was much, much, much different, much different. So like, I just wanted to get the most out of it while I was in there. Like, focused on what I like, which, which panels or draft rooms I was going and uh, out to eat with this group of people or them. And I was so much more involved in the minutia, I guess, is the like the, the, what was actually happening. I was much more involved with that. So my mindset was just, uh, so I think it's a good t- a good time. I, I I had a a tool, some tools I had to make my experience easier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes finding the words is hard, but yeah. So I had some good tools. So what I did was uh, I stayed in a hotel room by myself, so I had that privacy. And every time I left the room, I would say to myself, "I'm here to have fun." So try to have fun, and then when you do that so much stress and every other anxiety is mitigated. So I just have to remind myself, I'm not here for anything just to have a good time. It's a social thing. It's like a vacation. I'm, I'm choosing to come here to spend time on vacation. Other people could be elements of business and stuff like that for me. And for a lot of my friends there, it was social. So just keep reminding myself to have fun, have fun. And uh, drink water. That was the other thing. <laughs> That's get- a good piece of advice. I missed out on the whole <laughs> Sunday one year because I had a bit of an issue with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those were the two, just those two little reminders and go with the flow. And that just made my experience so much easier. Yeah. I, I totally get that because the first year I went to, into it and I was going through stuff and had a mindset where poor me, poor me, right? Oh, poor me. But really, like, I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to. So, yeah, being telling yourself, yeah, 
exactly. We're all there for the same reason. We're trying to have fun. I get it. Some people are there to network. I am included in that. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to have a good time while we're there. So good to see that that, you know, change in you where you could tell yourself that that's awesome. And I know you like talking to people and, and, you know, when I saw you, I was even talking to Russ. I was like, I don't know, should I go up to him? I don't, I don't really know. You know, I, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I should go up to, you know, certain people and then actually, you know, cause I don't, you don't know how a person interacts, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I see you over there and I'm like, should I go over there? And it's just one of those things with like every, whenever I see a, a person by themselves or like with a, you know, small group, I'm like, should I go over there and say hi? Or, you know, maybe, maybe later, you know, maybe. (laughs) So I get, I don't know. I get that kind of like, just, Oh my God, I know you from the internet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I I love it so much. Yeah. It's like, if someone comes up to me to say hello, it's a sign of respect. That's how I take it. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, what's like, what's going on? Like, right. Someone's coming to me or to you or to anybody for, uh, choosing to interact with you from kind of like just choosing it's, and then it's like, there's mutual respect there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I like that. And I like the fact that you were bringing up content and how much content that you like to, to take in and to learn from others, what kind of content, when you're looking for the ideal podcast or the ideal article or the ideal whatever that you're taking in, what do you look for in that type of content? Different things. It, there's no one overarching thing that I have to have every time. I, I appreciate things for what they are. And and so, so to get, uh, there's a few things, a few different types of of content that I like. There's, there's this more serious stuff like heavy, heavy into trying to do the best, like, like, uh, really into the details and, and, and the more serious aspects of it. So there's those types of podcasts or shows or whatever. So, and then there's ones that are just ridiculous fun, uh, like the open bar podcast yeah. and stuff, right? So, yeah, oh, right, hard right. eyes, you know. <laughs> right, right, I will right. support yeah. those those guys because, yeah, yeah. So there's there's different shows that serve different purposes, and I value multiple different aspects. Like, it's I find it hard for a show t- to have excel at both at the same time and have that be both their strengths um not not to say that people don't have both they do but the way i see it is if there's a focus i go to the shows that have a focus on the uh serious stuff because i want to learn and i want to get better i want to get updated on the markets and stuff like that i don't want to i want to be up to date i want to refine my thinking and then I have my avenues for that. And then for the silly stuff, there's avenues for that as well. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So I, that's, I guess that's how it is. It's, it's, it's not like I only do the serious and only do the fun or only do shows that have both. It's, I guess when I'm, when I'm trying to learn and, and get better and think I, I have my, my channels or whatever that I go to for that, but people that make jokes and stuff like that all the time and I'm in that mood I'll watch those shows it's like when you're watching tv you want to put on a comedy you want to put on uh I don't know a drama or or mystery thing it's that's it's like changing the channel to what I want to put on (laughs) see yes and I think I like that because I think a lot of people think you have to do things a certain way and only one way works but there's different flavors for different people and everybody likes different stuff so really cool that you pointed that out because yeah sometimes you're in the mood to you know get a little bit of fantasy content a lot of laughs and then sometimes you want to get to the point and get all the information right there so yeah yeah totally makes sense so do you ever i i know that i've seen heard you seen you on podcasts do you guest on people's podcasts or how does that go with you uh rarely rarely if ever anymore 
there was a time where I was getting my footing within the community. I didn't really know what I wanted to do or what, like in terms of being on shows or being not on shows type of thing. So there was a time where I kind of put myself out there and would be on shows here and there. Not many. Um, I made a, a couple appearances on front yard fantasy. I was, I love that so much, but um, no, not really. If, if, if someone asked me, yeah, like I'll, I'm not looking for it. I'm not asking for it. I'm not like putting my name on a list and right. But uh, more than happy if, if someone wants me to have on and they request me or not request, they ask me to come on. It's like, that's to me, that's the same thing. It's a sign of respect. So yeah. I'll, I'll do that and love it. And, and it's just happy to, to have that, but I don't go looking for it. And it's not a big, big part of my thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's just fun to chop it up with people and just talk fantasy football and, and to be able to do that is awesome. I know when I was not putting out content at all, I was just hopping on with people when I first got into the community and kind of just seeing how things were and just having fun and not really worrying about people taking me too seriously, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> totally exactly. get that. Yeah. So when it comes to fantasy football, is that the only fantasy sport you play or are there other fantasy sports you play as well? It's the only fantasy sport I played, uh, I play, I did dabble in fantasy basketball, fantasy basketball. I played before fantasy football and I wasn't even into basketball really. It yeah. was just, <laughs> I don't know. I think you're more into basketball. than. <laughs> I guess so. I guess it's, I guess I just really like sports. So yeah. In a general sense, I love I love basketball. I love it, <laughs> but <laughs> relatively or comparatively, it's hard to have full passion for all the sports all the time. Yes. So, but yeah, it was I guess just the neighborhood kids were in basketball fantasy, and they asked me to, to be in it, and I did. And then I had another close friend or two that were really into basketball and fantasy basketball. So, but that was just like a year, maybe two years, and then. In the mix of it all, there, I did a year or two of fantasy hockey. I don't even remember it really. <laughs> um, I probably forget all about it after I played it because I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a a dream. It was so random, not random, but like insignificant to my mental, like what's absorbed. It yeah, barely feels like it happened. But yeah, uh, definitely a year or two of that. And but fantasy football straight for several years now and that's it and when you play fantasy football what is your ideal type of league like what do you like to it, yeah go <laughs> i know you're excited about that so. it's, it's, uh dynasty Superflex is the is the way to go that i go yeah yeah okay um so do, are you in a lot of leagues or are you in a few leagues how is that league your yeah. league scheduling. <laughs> so I'm in five dynasty leagues. Um, I've been playing dynasty for three or four years now. And five is great for me. I'm very happy with it. Um, this year, I really tried to limit my redraft leagues. Not that I dislike redraft. I, I really like it. I'll, I, I, I play in a handful of redraft leagues. Um, but when that got up, to hire when there was just as many redraft and dynasty, it was really hard for me to switch my mindset between the two. Yeah. It's a completely different way of thinking for me. Um, so that was just challenging. So I said, you know what? I got to really just cut down the redraft as much as I possibly can. So I, I did five dynasty and only managed to do two redraft leagues. One being the Scott fishbowl, shout out Scott fish and the Scott fishbowl. Yep. And, uh, one other league with my group of friends that I mentioned really or, or at the beginning of the episode with my, uh, with John and the happy hour crew and, and, and those people. So uh, those two redraft and five dynasty and, and I was set and that's, it's quite a bit of leagues for me. Um, but yeah, dynasty primarily I'll do the Scott fishbowl. Cause that's, that's the gold standard. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, and then my, my friend's, uh, redraft league um with my 
my main group of, of social circles. So that, and I was very happy with that. I, it, it's hard turning down leagues here and there or not looking for leagues with friends and, and stuff like that. But it was, it, it was great. I was very satisfied. Yeah. It sounds like you're in a nice number of leagues. Like I finally cut it down to a nice, you know, three dynasty. Maybe I joined a keeper league this year because I was forced into it, but you know, like that kind of stuff. But yeah, Scott Fishbowl has been around forever and, you know, to see it grow and grow every year has been so awesome. And for people who don't know what the Scott Fishbowl is, they need to go check it out. Go Google that, go scottfishbowl.com. I'm, you know, promoting my good friend Scott Fish's awesome charity league. But for real, if you don't know what the Scott Fishbowl is, this is a little advertisement, I guess. But yeah, I mean, everybody that comes on here and talks about playing and it always has such wonderful things to say. Being a part of it, how many years have you been a part of it? And do you have a favorite memory or something that has happened while you've been playing in the Scott Fishbowl? I I can't remember if I've done two or three. Um favorite memory was one of the group chats for the pick slot that we had. I can't remember what it was, like 102, 10 this, whatever. And uh in the group chat, there was Matthew Barry was in it. And he would chime in here and there. And uh, a basketball player was in it too. I forget his name. Um, But that was really exciting for me. And uh, just how everybody's so excited and so happy and and excited for it. That was was, uh, fun. So I guess – some some stars in the in the group chat was a was a big deal for me yeah i mean it is so awesome to see though like yeah we had tom everett scott and then i got him to come on my podcast so you know it's like right hey right the 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 crazy stuff that happens the stuff that happens in chats like you said getting to meet people and talk with people and that's super awesome and that it keeps growing every year more and more big big you know quote-unquote big names yeah grab a spot in the Scott Fishbowl. It's pretty rad to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and just the, what it is at its core, um, what's the fact that the Scott, Scott Fishbowl being present makes me proud to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I look at it. We all look at it so highly as it well-deserved. And it's just like, it's like the crown of the community and it just makes me like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is so awesome. It's like, it's such a, it makes you feel so good to see that, you know, that this community of people is, they're yeah. good. There's good. And you know, we're like yeah. a good group and good hearts and willing to help each other out. And it's just been awesome. And you were talking about being in, you know, chats with people for that, you, you know, have followed on Twitter and people that follow you and just having that community. And it's funny talking to people outside of the Twitter fantasy football community or just fantasy football community in general, because they don't get it. Mm. You're like trying to explain, like I have a group of friends that are on the internet that I can talk to about things and they listen and they give me advice and they help me out. Like how, how do you wrap your brain around something like that? You know? Yeah, great question. Because that's something I was—I've been really grappling with pretty consistently since the first or second expo I went to. So for a while, and I guess it's still there, like an element of feeling embarrassed about it—that my friends are—I met through the internet, and I spend so much time—not so much time—that that the big part of my social life is friends I met on the internet, through the internet, interacting with you, watching shows. It's just, I guess, like if I were to explain to people this, A, it's hard for people to understand as you were saying, Um, but it's more, it's like, it feels embarrassing still a little bit. Not as much anymore. Yeah, I get it. Oh, you're flying to Canton, Ohio to for a fantasy football conference like it's i would have never ever ever guessed it was me or or, like guessed i would be a part of that but yeah 
And it's hard to explain too. Um, but now I almost don't care about that part of embarrassment anymore. It's just, mm-hmm. I enjoy it so much. This is a big part of my life. It's just part of me, you know? So yeah. Wait, yeah. I get that when I like my first go at like being on message boards and stuff and talking to people when like the internet was first created. Right. But yeah. like, you know, talking to people and like having people come and visit me that, you know, you know, or whatever, just like being like, Oh, you live in this town and I live in that town. I'm a, I'm an adult. So, you know, I can make my own decisions if I want to hang out with this person, but it's just interesting. And also, you know, how do you know this person? And I don't want to be like, well, I met them on a message board, but like, that is what happened, you know? Right. So, And the, the relationships are, are real. Yeah. They're real. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to kind of go to like the expo and see everybody in person and just kind of put like, Oh, you're tall or, Oh, like you Toronto Dave, look at him dressed all snazzy over there. You know, like, I know you got a lot of people that came up to you and told you that you were a snazzy dresser during the expo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. The, the first expo, I just, it was a weird time in my, my state of mind. So I was like a the flashiest as I could possibly be. And then the second expo was just, I still dressed a certain way or I like to dress there a certain way, I guess, but it was just a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I had Hoove on here now. That's, 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 that's a snazzy dressed individual. If I, I should, you know, so we all get to see our, everybody's outfits. Like, you know, LQ has some shirts that are pretty right, right. jazzy and everybody. Yeah. It's a, it's a time for us to like have fun, you know, though. So it, yeah. it's really cool to be able to see everybody. And you know what it is? Like, I think the first year I was just kind of exploring, uh, experimenting too with, with how I'm going to be in this group yeah. for the first time. Right. And maybe I was trying too hard. I think I would say, even though if it doesn't come out that way, but in my mind, that's how it felt. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, but that's that's how it was. And it's uh, when let's go back to talking about drafts because you had brought up, you know, we were talking about the Scott Fishbowl and everything, and they do live drafts. And ha- have you done a live draft, not just for the Scott Fishbowl, but like in general, have you done a live in person draft before? Only way back before the Twitter, before I was in the Twitter community. It's now that brings me back. <laughs> To memories we're all sitting around a table with our we each have our laptops i remember some people were on their phones and i'm like how can you see on your phones i need to have this up and this up and this up and we, it would just be like a big table and then all of us sitting around with laptops so that but that hasn't been around or i haven't done that in a long time well, it sounds <laughs> like you might need to start doing that again that sounds yeah. like another well, fun <laughs> we'll have to figure something out we'll have to figure something out because they are so fun i don't know the I, best they're the, the best. best. I, I, I'm like giddy thinking about it <laughs> 10 years ago. I, I Right. It's so, yeah. When our, my uh, home league stopped doing it for like when COVID hit and then everybody moved and everything, we stopped doing it. And I was like, oh my God, I miss it so much. They might not. They're like, great. We get this done in, you know, an hour instead of five. But I'm like, I don't want it to take five hours. Right. Right. So when you uh, when you draft, do you have a preference on like doing a slow draft or do you like doing fast drafts or does it matter? Uh, I guess slower draft is what I like now, but I'm thinking back then when it was fast drafts, when everybody's in the same room together and it's a <laughs> fast draft and everybody's panicking Chaos. and, and that's hectic. And that was friggin' incredible. So I was going to like my inclination is to say slow drafts now, which it is slow drafts. I prefer now, but now I just want to do a fast redraft, (laughs) like just to get the the blood pumping. Yeah. Yeah, Mix it up again, you know, old school coming back, you know, so I like it. And with dynasty, because dynasty, some people get a little scared because like there's trading like more involved than you would in a redraft league and there's a lot more to it when it comes to that and like drafting like the rookie drafts and everything else what are your thoughts on trading are you a, a 
big fan of trading? Do you do it often? Do you not get it done enough? Or how do you feel about all that? Big fan of trading. Love it. It's, it's, I'm saying I love it, but it's more, it's easier to say that in that I love it in theory than it is in practice because getting trades completed can be very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I would say I make a ton of trades and I love trading big fan. I very big supporter of that. And I do, I do think I make quite a bit of trades, but I'm just saying from the mindset, it's, it's easier for me to say, I love trading. I love trading. Putting into practice is another thing, which is quite challenging, but yeah, big trader. And when you first started playing dynasty, was there something that like you had to kind of get over something that was maybe completely different than your redraft mindset. What was the one thing you can think of? I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I'm just, I could only speak from my experience and it was just, it was a whole new world to me and I wanted to learn. Yeah. Okay. Going it into it fun. with that kind right, of mindset. Right. So that's, that's how it was for me. Um, yeah. It was, it was, it was more fascinating for me than it was kind of like anything else. I was just right. very, yeah, very fascinated and intrigued by it and, and wanted to get more into it. And as I get more into it, there's, it opens up new boxes here and there. And, <laughs> and, but if there's something challenging, it's, it's the fear of the unknown. That's yeah. the big thing. And the thing is it's, you keep your, your lead, your team um, year to year. So there's more at stake. So, I guess the one thing is being okay with failure and uncertainty and just True. don't have such high expectations of, of anything and don't even have any expectations. Just go and see how it is. Yeah. And just be okay with, with, with anything. Just focus on, on what you want. And if you're putting pressure on yourself or what you're trying to do, it's, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty and intimidation and stuff like that. But just you kind of just got to jump in and and be okay with whatever happens. And there's people gonna help you. Yeah. So lean on them. I know a big a big tip would be because trading can be scary and intimidating and, and impactful on your team. Run by trades with other people that you trust. Mm -hmm. that, that seems to be such a big thing that people have like a one person or a couple people they really bounce off trade offers with. And that seems to be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, so that's what I would say for that. Uh, but just be okay. Being okay with what happens. Don't try to have such expectations this way or that way. And if you don't know something, yeah, you're not supposed to know it. They're like, <laughs> right. So like kind of just go with it and go with the go with the flow but 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 go with it and just try to try to learn and have fun with it but it, a lot of pressure i guess could be self-induced but it it makes sense that there is pressure to trying to do well and it can be embarrassing if i make a bad trade here and there especially at the beginning one one team i guess two teams i i put in so i uh made a, a few really, really bad trades that set my teams back so bad. But now, like, that needed to happen. Yeah. It needed to happen. And and now where I am now is, is not where I was before, but I've never even thought I would be where I am now. It, you just got to go with it and and don't have expectations. And you're, you're going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Big mistake guy over here so it, it <laughs> happens it's it's like kind of don't fight it and just let it let it be let it be yeah yeah some of us are still rebuilding teams that they drafted like trying to figure out okay well it didn't work this year let me re rebuild oh still not working okay so yeah, yeah. it's trial and error but once you start getting the hang of it like i wish i would have had somebody tell me like hey go into it like you're learning and you're learning new things and it's you know just you're not going to know unless you try. And so right, and I know right. some people just don't like it and that's cool too. I'm not trying to force that. I was for the longest time, like 
didn't play Dynasty. It's not the end yeah. of the world. Redraft is awesome as well. You know, I love both. Love them both. You can never have yeah. too much fantasy football. Play what you want to play. Exactly. Play what you want to play. Whatever settings you like and so on and so Is there any kind of setting that you don't like? Uh, I guess it's more that I, I – it's funny. I, I have a pretty specific set of what I what I like, like 12-team, Dynasty, Superflex, uh, this and that. Like, so – I, uh, yeah, I, I guess I have a pretty specific set that I like. And if, if it's outside of that, then I uh, put my hands up type of thing. You go to 14 <laughs> teams or 10 teams, yeah, not 12. If it's not 12, I'm not in type of thing. Not, <laughs> I don't mean that such like a hard stance, but it's, right. it's, if that's not what I want and if it's yeah, not dynasty or not super flex or yeah, super flex would be a big one if it's not, but I could see fun and and different strategy with not that, but it's I guess twelve team super flex is a nice cold standard, right? Yeah, there. Nice, yeah. nice. What you're looking for? That's the type of league that you're about. So I get it. I have certain ones I like as well, and and like certain leagues that have better settings than other leagues. But we won't name names on those leagues because some of them are ran by the same guy. So hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll listen. I know he will. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, okay, regular football, just watching actual football. How is watching football with Toronto Dave? Like, what is your Sunday like if you were watching football? How would being in a room with you be like? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess it's excitement and joy from the moment I wake up. <laughs> and, and it's uh, – so, what I what I would do is – as soon as I wake up, put on NFL Network or any pregame stuff. That's there's stuff going on from like 9 a.m. or whatever. Even if it's just Good Morning Football or so uh, that on the TV, and then Red Zone all day on the laptop. So what I do is I have Red Zone on my laptop and I one game on the TV in the background. Oh wow! Wow! Usually, wow! Yeah, usually <laughs> the Bills I would have when they're playing. Okay. And then I have Red Zone here. I would pay attention to Red Zone, but it's nice to have just one solid game in its entire, not even if not start to finish in its whole wholeness on the TV. So it's like a real football game. I like that. And then I get the the highlights on the Red Zone. So that's what I do. And then something's in the oven all day, like whatever it is, probably chicken wings, um, chicken wings. Yeah. But it's, it's red zone on the laptop game on the TV. And I'm just walking around the kitchen eating and, and that that's my, uh, that's my day. Do you have a favorite type of wing? Is there a flavor or yeah. certain place or a certain brand that you like? Uh, Buffalo wings. I'd say Buffalo yeah, wings Buffalo. are my, my favorite. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you a drums flats? Doesn't flats. matter. Big flats. time flats. Okay. Like hard, hard flats, but I, yeah. 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 Okay. There we go. I, I feel like I change, like sometimes I'll be one and then I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. no. But yeah. they're all good. Whatever. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So when you play fantasy football, do you let your allegiance to the bills hinder you any when you're setting a lineup or drafting or any of that stuff don't even doesn't even cross my mind and i guess it's different for me it's or because i'm not such a die hard like passionate 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 fan i don't feel it i don't feel the decision as much or or the elements interacting as much so it's i don't even think about it it's not like I want them to have all my team. I don't want them to be on my team or any other way. It's just not even in my mind. Yeah. Well, and I say that too, but then people will be like, well, you have a lot of Dallas Cowboys on your <laughs> roster. And I'm like, but they put up fantasy points. What do you want from me? I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. I mean, it's good. Uh, you know, it's a good excuse. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, you know, fantasy football, the community, you being a part of the community, Super awesome. Like, I know that there are, are people out there listening to this that are on the outside kind of looking in and wanting to be a part of the fantasy football community. But, like, what's the easiest way for somebody to just 
get out there and and yeah and figure it, it, it out <laughs> uh interact with people and put yourself out there for me the way that i did it i guess would just follow people on twitter and comment on their posts or and like their stuff or and if i watch their shows on youtube just interact with them if they if they want like if they're doing trade start sit and you have a start sit question put it in the chat and see yeah. what they say and and yeah. and just just interact with people and and don't like it's a tough like between forcing yourself to do things versus just naturally wanting like doing them so it's just because where it goes into my mind now is if you're like forcing behaviors with such intention it almost feels a little bit less organic but that's not necessarily the case but i just mean yeah just follow people on twitter interact with them comment watch the shows comment and uh you you'll you'll find ah this is a good one once you do that more you'll develop relationships with certain people and then once you have that element of a guest safety with one person within the community then you don't feel like such an outcast per se mm -hmm. and then work your way to forming relationships that way it's it's really hard to say when it just happens yeah like it just happens so yeah the, uh, and the content creators that are putting out this content it means the world to them when, you know, it means the world to me when somebody says something to me about my podcast, because it's like, we're putting in our time and our effort and we're putting in all this love. We obviously stand behind what we're putting out and to have other people recognize that, that, that is worth more than, you know, a monetary or, uh, you know, just getting a, somebody just saying, I appreciate what you do. Just like, couldn't, Make somebody's entire day year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Just sorry. No, I was going to say, and I know that that we're talking about respect and everything, and how that shows. Yeah, it's just like when and the people. I just get all tingly about this. I just get so like lovey dovey about people because it's just so cool to see how people interact and how like I've got friends because they listen to my podcast and I've got friends because I listen to their podcast. And it's like, you know, it's just a fun little world we we're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you said respect, I smiled because that's exactly where I was going to in terms of if you show people respect, you'll, you're more likely to get it back. Yeah. And I know when I was first getting into the community regard, like talking, if other people are getting into it now and, and, how to navigate that when i was first getting into the community i would be like starstruck by literally everybody and tr treat people like celebrities even if they are celebrities so to speak they're still human people are human so just approach it with respect and the human element of it and don't don't forget those elements mm -hmm. and you'll be good 100%. Toronto Dave is definitely a person you should be following on social media. So Dave, I just wanted to say thank you again for coming on the show. We're going to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you and what all your, you got going on. Yeah. So I just, uh, I'm just even double checking my Twitter handle at Toronto FF eight and the FF. See, I didn't know what to put my handle was when I, decided to jump into the community yeah so i put toronto and ff in it and eight was my favorite number so boom yeah yeah and that's it i don't make content i don't do anything on any platform so follow casey Kasem as i'm sure you already are <laughs> you're listening to this um oh, thank you <laughs> yeah I, I i don't have anything to promote just here to have fun and thank you so much for having me i really really enjoyed this i feel like we got our our comfort level way better as the time went on yeah we did yeah, I just, yeah. we had to get over a couple of hiccups and uh you know get get rolling that's how it always is i'm glad you noticed that every time i do a podcast i swear like i get comfortable but like it takes a minute you know so the, it's very stiff at first and then it gets a lot more re relaxed so yeah, yeah. you can probably tell if you listen to uh, any of the other episodes of this podcast that's just kind of how i roll so <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, thank you again. Everybody, please go follow, follow Dave. He's a super awesome guy, and I'm sure that he'd love to talk fantasy football with you. So, again, do that. Uh, listen to whatever other episodes you want to after this one, but let Dave know that you listened to this one. And make sure that you come back next week for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And remember to stay red. Get real. Time to get real, everybody.